Welcome to the Nourished Woman podcast, hosted by yours truly, Gabby Warsrink, holistic nutritionist and passionate women's health educator. Together on this podcast, we are going to open up the conversation around hormones, holistic healing, relationships, self-development, and everything in between, so you can feel empowered, educated, and ready to take your health and life into your own hands. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you had a great weekend. Today's topic I'm really excited to dive into because it's something that I've been researching for a little while now. And it's one of those topics that I had to unlearn and relearn from going to school for nutrition. And it's something that changed my life. I mean, it wasn't like crazy, but it's one of those things that I was like, I've been really led astray by, you know, teachers I learned from, as well as just the general wellness community and health food stores and all that, that whole, you know, industry has been really leading us astray. And this is about vitamin C and ascorbic acid. Ascorbic acid is something that I think we all are, know about, we're all aware of, you know, it's always in those vitamin C packets or vitamin C supplements that you see at the drugstore or the health food store. And so I want to talk today about whether or not ascorbic acid is actually helpful or if it's harmful for our health. So synthetic vitamin C, which is ascorbic acid, but you know, is marketed as vitamin C. So you'll see a supplement that says vitamin C on it, but you turn it over in the ingredients, it's ascorbic acid. That's the form of the vitamin C. And it's actually quite harmful to our health. So vitamin C is the natural vitamin that's found in citrus fruits, berries, bell peppers, things like that. But ascorbic acid is actually a small component of that vitamin C that can be isolated. And it is commonly sourced from corn, GMO corn from China. And you'll see this in a lot of supplements websites. So for example, AOR, which is a, I'm going to say this quotes, professional brand that is really, you know, highly re- reputable and that a lot of people trust, that I used to trust, that I used to promote. Um, you look on their website, it'll say in their ascorbic acid sourcing, it is sourced from China doesn't say if it's from corn or GMO corn. However, that's typically what most of the vitamin C supplements are on the market. About 90% of the vitamin C supplements are ascorbic acid sourced from China from GMO corn. So that's just something that really blew my mind because I started to think about like, okay, well, what about my B vitamins? What about, you know, all these synthetic vitamins I've taken, you know, in the past that are probably, we're probably doing more harm than good to my health. Um, But Anyways, back to vitamin C. Vitamin C is amazing. Vitamin C is really important for our skin, for immunity, for cancer prevention, for metabolic healing, wound healing, and so much more. It's actually been found in large amounts in the corpus luteum, so it does have a really huge connection to fertility. So you can refer back to my ovulation podcast about this, as well as the pregnancy prep protocol in the membership and the podcast. I believe I touched on that in both of them, but it is a really important nutrient that we definitely need but we do not need the ascorbic acid form, which is an isolated component of the nutrient. And whenever we take these isolated components of nutrients, it's just really an isolated way to look at things. You're not looking at the big picture. You're not looking at how our bodies over time and in through history and evolution, we're used to getting these nutrients from a whole food source alongside all the other minerals and vitamins that work together synergistically. And they weren't in such large amounts. They weren't in thousands of milligrams at a time. You're taking it in the small amounts, but they were working together with all the other bioflavonoids and other compounds that are found in these citrus fruits or whatever other, you know, fruit or vegetable that you're getting your vitamin C from. 
So, I mean, we really have to, I've been saying this a lot lately, but we really have to stop playing God and thinking that we can make synthetic better versions of what is found in nature. It just never ends well and it's never good. So that's a little intro on ascorbic acid versus vitamin C, but I want to share a little bit of a story here and a little bit of history about vitamin C and ascorbic acid because I find it very interesting. And I was looking back at my old podcast and I really like the episodes where I was able to share some history because I, I do love history and I love old stuff. So I think it's really interesting to see how we evolved and how we got to this point in time. So Back when I was in school at the Institute of Holistic Nutrition, I was introduced to Linus Pauling's work. Linus Pauling was an American scientist, peace activist, author, and educator, and he was really well-known and really supported with a lot of the stuff that he shared because it was like, you know, groundbreaking information for a lot of people. So he spent his career promoting these really high-dose quote-unquote vitamin C protocols in the form of this manufactured ascorbic acid. So he was claiming that it was superior to whole food nutrition because he didn't think that we could get enough through our diets. He was claiming, I think it was something along the lines of, we would have to have 50 oranges a day to get the vitamin C that we needed. So in 1970, Pauling came out with his book, Vitamin C and the Common Cold. And so that's where a lot of the things that we hear about vitamin C and the common cold originated from. He encouraged Americans to consume 3,000 milligrams of vitamin C daily in this book. But Pauling himself took upwards of 18,000 milligrams a day at one point in his career, which is an insane amount of vitamin C, especially if we are now realizing that it was this in this isolated ascorbic acid form that we don't really know um, how safe it is. So he even claimed that this protocol would cure cancer, and I learned that in nutrition. Um, but while I was studying nutrition in school and I was kind of reading about his information and my teachers were talking about him, I was led to believe that it was a perfectly safe supplement to take, that you could take it in big doses and that it was really good for you. I was even told that you had to take these doses every four hours throughout the day because we use our stores up and that we need thousands of milligrams every few hours, which now I'm looking back and I'm like, that's insane. Like we would never in human history, you know, our ancestors would never consume that much ascorbic acid vitamin C in one sitting um, and that much throughout the day. Um, And at one point I was taking thousands of milligrams. I was taking like a big thousand milligram tablet like three times a day with like every single meal, which again is insane. And I thought it was harmless and I thought it was so good for my immune system, my hormones and my skin. And boy, like I was very, I was led astray and a lot of other practitioners and students that I know have also been as well. So after leaving school, I I kind of dabbled and I took it here and there in the winter because I thought it was like an important supplement to take in the winter. But I ended up doing some more research into ascorbic acid after a few practitioners that I look up to who kind of were stepping out of the box of the typical holistic realm. They were asking a lot of questions. They were questioning a lot of the typical practices and things that we did as nutritionists and as holistic health practitioners. Um, And they started talking about ascorbic acid and how it may not be so great and how a lot of these synthetic nutrients like B vitamin supplements are causing issues. I started diving into ascorbic acid and whether or not this was safe to take. And I started to kind of feel like, "Mm, I don't really want to take it. I I was stepping away from it. I wasn't leaning towards it and I was really questioning it. I later found out that Pauling's research was actually funded by Hoffman LaRoche, which is a corporation that was, surprise, surprise, one of the largest manufacturers of ascorbic acid. So when you kind of look at any of these big pushes for certain products or certain new things that came out, 
for the general public to take. You can almost always follow the money and see what was going on there and how things could have been easily swayed. You know, science, I've said this before in other podcasts in my past seasons, but you can always see where the money goes and you can always get science to sway to your side. So if you want something to have a certain result or you want certain, you know, um, positive outlook on what you're trying to push, you can always find that in science. It's very biased, very easily biased. So yeah, so I looked into it and I was like, hmm, okay, so he was pushing this, funded by this company that was making it and benefiting from people buying more of it. And Linus Pauling actually died himself of cancer after a lifetime of pushing ascorbic acid and also taking insane amounts of almost 20,000 milligrams a day. Um, and if you think about it now, like we have, we've had a lot of generations of people taking these supplements, thinking that they are good, thinking that they are supporting their body, but they're actually doing more harm than good. Um, and there are hundreds of ascorbic acids on the market, thousands probably, um, from different brands, drugstores, high-end professional brands. You can find them anywhere at health food stores, um, Walmart, drugstores, and it's really readily available. And it's, again, it's touted as it's a very safe, you know, supplement. Um, but anyways, going back to me safely, safely taking large amounts of ascorbic acid, I say safely in quotes as well, um, with no side effects, we can thank that to the scientists that worked really hard tweaking synthetic ascorbic acid. And they wanted to do that in an effort to add more bioflavonoids so that you could, I guess these companies could market it as, you know, oh, it's like a full vitamin C supplement. It has ascorbic acid plus bioflavonoids, which you will see commonly in a lot of brands. I've bought brands before that do that. I believe I've had natural factors vitamin C before that has bioflavonoids in it, um, which is like rose hips or hesperidin, um, and as well as AOR. I know that they have one too. And they tweaked it and worked on it so that you did not have to um, experience any side effects like diarrhea that was commonly found when you took high doses of ascorbic acid, which now looking back, when we get these sort of symptoms and side effects from certain things, I think that's a sign from our body saying that like we shouldn't be taking this form of nutrient or this large of a dose. Obviously, it's causing issues. So if we have to tweak it and manipulate it so much in the in the factory or in the um, science lab, we really probably shouldn't be taking it. So that's one kind of thing I was thinking about and reflecting on as I was reading through the research and reading through the history and how things changed. Um, so high doses of vitamin C does not necessarily equal better, um, even though we have been convinced that, you know, more nutrients is better, but it really comes down back down to quality over quantity. Ascorbic acid absorption rates are still a lot lower than naturally occurring vitamin C. They are about 35 to 55% and naturally occurring vitamin C is 70 to 90% absorption rate. So you could be taking tons and tons of this ascorbic acid, but you're you know, only absorbing about half of it or less versus when you're taking a naturally occurring vitamin C. So if you're eating citrus fruits or having orange juice or taking a whole food supplement, um, you're absorbing almost 100% of that, you know, well over half of that. So it's almost double the double or more of what you're absorbing from ascorbic acid. Ascorbic acid also causes a lot of imbalances. It can deplete our own natural vitamin C levels. So if you're taking high doses of this ascorbic acid, thinking you're boosting your levels, you're actually depleting your vitamin C in your body. It's also been shown to destroy our body's supply of bioavailable copper, which we're now learning as well is a huge factor in a lot of hormonal imbalances and depleted thyroid function. So again, this is crazy because we're seeing a huge epidemic of, you know, m metabolic issues, 
hormonal issues, fertility issues, and these supplements are things that we've been kind of pounding back for generations now at this point. So that was a lot of information, but what do we do with this information now that we know? You want to get your vitamin C from real food sources. So don't buy those big, huge bottles of a thousand milligram ascorbic acids that come in like, you know, 100 or 200 tablets or capsules. You want to get it from real food sources. So things like orange juice or grapefruit juice, citrus fruits, berries, bell peppers, all of those are really great sources of vitamin C. And we don't need to have such excessive amounts. Like I said before, quality over quantity always, because again, you're also going to be absorbing a lot more of it, even though you're not having as high amounts, your body can actually utilize it and benefit from it. And there's so many other compounds and, and, um, you know, bioflavonoids in those foods that you're getting so many other benefits from it. Another great way is to supplement. And with this is with a whole food vitamin C supplement. I've been sharing this a lot over the last little while because I discovered Perfect Supplements, which is my favorite supplement brand right now. They really focus on whole food sourcing. So it's all things like desiccated liver or multi-organs or collagen, gelatin. Um, but they have an acerola cherry powder, which is my favorite. I love it. Comes in a really nice little dark glass bottle and you just use a quarter teaspoon and you add that into your juice or smoothie or yogurt or whatever it is that you're having every single day. But I add that to my orange juice every single morning and it's a really great way to get vitamin C in first thing. Um, I think they might be sold out. I think they've been on back order with that for a little while. Um, another great one is camu camu powder, another whole food source. And I think you can find that typically, um, online from like, make sure it's a good quality uh, company. It's non-GMO organic, and just make sure that the company is decent as well. So those are two ways you can get whole food vitamin C. Um, if you are not used to taking orange juice and it's something that you want to in include in your diet, but you haven't had it in a while or you've been kind of scared of it, start slow. I like to have it first thing in the morning when I come down. I like to hydrate. So sometimes I'll just add some coconut water with it and then my acerola cherry powder. Um, but I like to tell people to start out slow with like anything that you add in. So if you haven't had dairy in a while, start slow with that too. But for orange juice, have like a quarter cup, have a little sip of it, uh, and then increase to half a cup. And then you can increase to one cup over time. Also, I want to make sure that you buy pulp free, or if you're making it yourself, try to strain the pulp as best as you can, just because those fibers can be a little bit irritating or hard on your gut. So some people find that that's easier to digest. I like pulp free personally as well, because I don't like the feeling of pulp when I'm drinking it. I like to be smooth, but that's a really great way to get orange juice in every single day. And there's tons of other um, compounds in orange juice that's really beneficial and helps with digestion for immunity, for health, for fertility. It's great and it tastes really good. Um, so moral of the story is we want to ditch the ascorbic acid supplements, throw them out. Honestly, don't take them anymore. If, even if you have them and you feel bad that you're not going to use them, you're better off getting a jug of orange juice or a bag of citrus fruits or some berries, cherries, whatever it is, and eat those daily. Have them in the morning with breakfast, have them with a snack, with some protein and fat. And that's the best way that you're going to get vitamin C and that you're actually going to absorb, you're actually going to use, and it's not going to cause you other depletions or health issues down the road. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Instagram or in the membership. I will always answer as soon as possible. I'll have everything linked down below as usual. And I hope you have a great morning, afternoon, or evening when you're listening to this. And I will see you next week for a new episode.